You're now listening to The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode four. Thanks for listening to The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to this episode of The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about Men's Health Month. And I'm going to dive in to why it's important, you know, other than the fact that it's in June. I'm going to talk about four pillars of men's health that we have to kind of look out for. We're going to talk about reasons why men need more help than they're actually receiving. And we're going to talk about the one central issue that kind of keeps tying all of these things together as far as what men's health is concerned. And last but not least, we're going to talk about how important it is to get the loved ones involved in taking care of the men. Because believe me, when it comes to men, we find every excuse not to take care of ourselves. And our loved ones are usually one that puts us back in our place. Today, we're talking about, hey Jesse, thank you for joining. Today, we're talking about men's health. And why are we talking about men's health? One, uh, for you know, most important reasons, it's the month of June, and June is all about men's health month. Hey, man, thank you for joining. And so we're going to be talking about men's health. We're going to be talking about uh, a couple of things that, uh, you know, from my personal experience, uh, what we can do to try to better our men's health and, you know, um, what been some of the reasons kind of been holding them back. Uh, for the most part here. Let me go ahead and, you know, do my little... Uh, start that off. Let's get this show on the road here. So, again, why is it important um, to even have a focus on men's health? Um, uh, the big reason is that uh, for the most part, and, and I, I always attribute, uh, and this is what I love, and this is why I always attribute to, um, you know, the women of our life. And I actually wrote, um, uh, I've wrote on this as well in the past, is that as men, like, we definitely take our, our health for granted. Um, uh, and a lot of it, you know, either it be uh, societal reasons, you know, we have a lot of this machismo type, uh, you know, juice kind of dripping off of us. Um, and a lot of us, a lot of it is fear as well. Um, so a lot of us, we have a fear of knowing. Like, so we, we want to, if we don't know, you know, that we're sick, if we don't know that we're at the healthiest that we can be, um, if we, if, we do, if we don't know like that there's a problem there, then we're able to kind of continue to maneuver. So a lot of that um, keeps us from going to, you know, seek help when we need it. And, you know, and when I talk about health, and I'll, I'll talk about a few things. Um, the most important, like when, for an I, when I have a, men, um, a male in my office, um, most of the time, right, most of the time it's either um, some type of sexual issue, like usually, you know, uh, impotence or something in that regards is a big factor or a lot of times um you know there is there like some, there's some partner that's like pushing them and getting them into the doctor's office right so that's usually one of the the 
first, there's usually a couple of top two reasons why uh, I tend to see men in my office um, uh, from that standpoint there. And the reason why, you know, we even have them, I forget what month is Women's Health Month, so don't kill me. Um, the reason why we even have, you know, this Men's Health Month is because we, we have to try to, like, spotlight um, a lot of the uh, medical issues that, you know, men are dealing with at such a, a rampant rate um, that we have to kind of bring to light because, if we bring it to light, then, you know, men tend to be a little, well, t we hope, but tend to be a little bit more comfortable um, in seeking treatment uh, for these things, right? So I'm, I'm going to talk about just, you know, uh, you know, four topics that, you know, that I, I like, I kind of hold near and dear, right? Um, so the first, uh, first one, right, is the emotional health, right? The emotional health of men, right? So that's a big thing um, that, you know, my men, especially my men seem to have a, a very big problem um, dealing with. Uh, being able to accept and then being able to um, uh, seek help for it, right? Uh, because one, we don't, and I, I say we, because you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm part of the choir, right? We don't like to seek help. We don't like to because a lot, of, a lot of it. If we seek help, then we we feel you know lesser than thou. Um, so just admitting that we need any type of help um, is you know. You know, in, for those who haven't driven with one who don't want to even ask for directions, um, you know what that problems arise. So, you know, we deal with that um, f for the big part, right? And then secondly, uh, just being able to admit that we need help, right? Um, uh, we almost feel that, you know, we'll be mocked amongst our friends. Um, so even those who are seeking help, especially from the emotional standpoint, um, tend to keep it a secret, right? And if you have any, if you're dealing with any issues, especially when we talk about emotional health, we talk about uh, depression, we talk about anxiety, we talk about all of these stressors that are on um, uh, men that a lot of time is self-placed, but a lot of time, um, you know, it's it's placed on them for a, ver a variety of reasons. Uh, when we talk about like those pressures that kind of get told on them day in, day out, um, uh, it, it adds on to a lot of pressure that it again starts trickling into uh, the emotional help dealing with uh, blood pressure issues, dealing with diabetes issues, dealing with weight issues. Um, I have a lot of, um, there's a lot of men, right, who um, feel the, the stigma, right? This is because a lot of stigma out there that, you know, a man should be a certain way. A man should, you know, take care of, uh, you know, the household and, you know, should be, you know, the quote unquote alpha uh, of their family. Dr. Don, thank you for joining. And a lot of time that puts so much undue stress and I see it, right? I see it quite often when they do finally show up and, you know, into our uh, offices and, you know, they're dealing, not only are they dealing with their blood pressure that they can't seem to control, not only are they dealing with their diabetes that they can't seem to control, um, not only are they dealing with the weight issues that they can't seem to control. And then when you add on this extra, um, uh, extra, you know, uh, immense pressure, you know, that they get outside uh, of the doctor's office that's placed on them at work, that's placed on them um, in their homes, you know, that plays a toll. And and that's something that I, I see quite often. And a lot of the tricks I have to do, especially for our men, right? Like, especially my men, I don't even, I don't even like to bring up mental anything. I don't even, I won't even, I don't even say those words uh, because that's enough to kind of say, oh, no, 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 doc, I'm fine, right? They, they, they go to shutdown mode very quickly um, in, in that sense, right? So for my men, you know, you have to earn their trust, right? You have to earn their trust uh, to say, you know what? I th think you have a problem um, and I'm here whenever you are ready, uh, you know, to seek help, right? And I have a lot of men who, um, especially in my practice, who, you know, I see, you know, two, three times 
um, and like a, you know, four to six week span, right, Genevieve? And it, the reason why I do that is because like I'm working on like you know what? Like I know I can't bring this um, subject. On this appointment, I'm going to wait a few more appointments before we start saying, like, hey, um, you know, I think you need some help. Like, what do you want me to do? And for men, you always got to leave it in their corner, right? I can tell you this is the word wise and true, right? You always make it seem like it's their uh, decision, right, Um, to want to seek help. Always make it seem like it's their decision to want to seek treatment, right? Uh, Because if they feel like it's getting forced on them, they're not going to do it. So the emotional health is something, uh, especially in a, during a month like this where we're spotlighting uh, men's health in general, uh, we definitely have to keep a, a focus on, right? Um, second, uh, substance abuse. Substance abuse, um, and again, not to say that it doesn't happen for women, uh, but it's a, such a pronounced effect, especially on the, the men when it, turn, when it comes into alcohol, when, it, when we talk about um, drug abuse, when we talk about all of these things here. Here, um, that that plays such a role that it affects everything else, right? Um, you know, they, you know, they're, and again, and now, and you'll see, like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to intertwine a lot of these things here, but you know, the man, a man who is dealing with emotional problems usually isn't going to, you know, seek counseling, usually isn't going to seek, uh, you know, uh, therapy or treatment. What do they do? What do they see? They seek it in their their vices, right? So they go, they drink more alcohol, they smoke more cigarettes, they do all of these things like outside of what a normal treatment regimen should be um, because of that stigma. Because of that initial stigma of I don't want to be labeled and men hate to be labeled, especially in anything that doesn't, you know, elevate their status, right? Um, if I if I call them the alpha, you know, they're they're ready for it, right? Yes, I'm the top dog. They're ready for it. But if I say, you know, uh, you're the press, uh, you're anxious, um, you, you're 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 succumbing to a lot of stress. Anything that kind of lowers their stature, they want nothing to do with. Um, from hey, Doctor Hendrix, thank you for joining. So it's it's important for us. Um, to see how like when we don't take care of the emotional and mental health of the man, um, how that leads right into issues of like substance abuse, right? So you're going to see, uh, and I'm going to do a few posts uh, this month on substance abuse and how much it's affecting, um, you know, the, the male population, right? And how much is not only affecting them, right? Because again, a lot of these, their vices, um, there are, I keep saying they're like I'm separate, a lot of our uh, vices uh, don't only affect ourselves, right? They affect um, our loved ones. They affect the children. They affect our work. They affect all of these different um, these avenues because we can't keep it together, right? And again, we're and I can tell you, men, we're terrible at it, right? We can't really keep our problems to ourselves. We just um, we just show it out in different ways, right? Like we're we're probably not going to go to our homeboys and say like, hey, man, I'm. Like, I'm stressed, but I don't know what's going on. We're probably not going to do that. We'll probably drink with them. We'll probably be a little bit more aggressive with them. We'll probably want to uh, fight with them. We'll, do, like, we'll just do like this off-the-wall stuff uh, because we have not learned. And, um, you know, and you can blame society. There's a lot of reasons, but, you know, we have not learned uh, to be able to kind of deal with a lot of these stressors in the correct way. Um, uh, we, and, we, you know, society, there's a lot of issues behind that, but we just haven't learned how to um, uh, be, become better people uh, without trying to, um, you know, sabotage ourselves, which we do uh, quite often um, from that standpoint there. Now, for uh, uh, one thing that they will come to my office, and we kind of alluded to earlier, their sexual and reproductive health. I think I did a, 
Um, I think I did a lecture learn last week on the testosterone therapy, right? And we and testosterone and just replacement. Um, majority of the time when I get my my the men in my office, um, a lot of the majority of the time it's like due to this, right? Because um, their sexual and reproductive health, which again, uh, remember how we, we follow the train, which again ties into um, our mental stature in the world, which again ties to our place, our quote unquote machismo uh, in the world. Um, when when that like avenue like succumbs, when they start when they start having trouble um, uh, in the bedroom, when they start having trouble satisfying their partners. Um, the doctors hear about it very quickly, right? Because that's not something like again for some reason, like well, like and I and I, I guess I I gotta thank you know the the Viagras and the Cialises of the world um, because they'll come to take care of that immediately, right? Like they're not gonna just kind of linger along and allow um, their sexual proudness to be like under quote unquote attack, right? Um, so if they you know if they feel like anything's like messing with that aspect of their life, they're gonna they're gonna seek help, right? And a lot of times I like to use that um, in, the, in the way of being able to like talk about other things, right? And I can tell you, and let, me, let, me, let me just divert. Let me show you how they usually talk about it in their office, right? Especially for um, uh, the one who may, may, may wear it. Usually they come in with some like very vague um, complaint about, you know, arm pain, back pain, some very vague. It, Nine times ten doesn't even matter, right? They come with some vague issue because they need a reason again. Because remember, like we have this stigma, right? So we don't want to feel, you know, lower than um, than than we want to be. So we have the stigma. So we'll we'll say like I'm going to the doctor's office. I've been my back hurts or I got a cold or some some real reason, right? And almost like clockwork, right? When you know I you know I I do my physical exam. I'm ready to you know I give them the game plan. I'm ready to hop out the room and say, Doc, hold on for a second. And uh, Dr. Fakar, my, my student, will tell you, uh, Dr. Fakar will tell you, um, we get this all the time, right? Like, like, they stop and they say, hey, doc, you know, I'm having some problems, um, you know. And, like, once they say you know, like, of course I know, right? So that's, that's like, the, like, the number one way they let me know they have a sexual um, uh, uh, dysfunction, right? Uh, because, and even then, even though the main reason why they're at that doctor's office is to deal with the sexual um, dysfunction, um, they still do it in secret, right? So they still do it to the point where they don't even, they, they won't tell the front office, they won't tell my MA, um, they won't even tell me until like I'm ready to leave. Like sometimes like I'm, my back is turned, I'm ready to leave the room. And then all of a sudden like da, 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 before you leave, before you leave, uh, this is happening. And uh, when we talk about sexual and reproductive health, especially for the men, um, they're always blaming it on low testosterone. So that's like the number one, like, you know, es escape. Like, oh, you know, the testosterone, I'm getting old, um, all these reasons. Uh, but a lot of times, especially when we talk about, you know, sexual and reproductive health, um, a lot of times that can be like telltale signs for other things, right? Um, because when we talk about, you know, impotence and erectile dysfunction, um, you know, the, the penis is a, a vascular organ, right? Um, so if you're having any vascular issues, let's say you're a hypertensive, let's say you're a diabetic, let's say you just have some type of like disease that causes, uh, you know, plaque, like high cholesterol. If you if you have those risk factors, a lot of times the first time we even see any problems is when you complain about erectile dysfunction. So you may come to me complaining about erectile dysfunction. Next thing you know, um, I'm sending you to the cardiologist, right? And that, that's happened quite often too. And they're always like, 
surprised. Like, what do you mean I need to see a heart doctor? Like, no, I'm having problems down there. And I always let them know, like, no, if you're having problems, if you're having uh, vascular issues there, uh, you're likely having vascular issues elsewhere. So I'm, I'm very uh, cognizant of that um, from that standpoint. Uh, just to make sure, you know, like, because again, like I said, it's not a, it's not a one touch all, see all thing. It's like if you're having problems, especially from a sexual dysfunction, one, I'm glad you came to the doctor's office because at least I got you to come in here. Um, but two, I'm able to kind of segue, and I usually will, you know, tell them like, well, you know, if I don't take care of the heart issues, or if we don't take care of the blood pressure issues, if we don't take care of the diabetes issues, uh, then you'll never have, uh, uh, you'll never be fine when it comes to um, the erectile dysfunction. And that sometimes is enough to like get them uh, going uh, from that standpoint, because again, like I said, men um, a tie they tie a lot of things to their stature, they tie a lot of things to the stigma uh, of these disorders. So if they if you start seeing that breakdown, you start seeing those issues in the sexual um, uh, the sexual reproductive health, um, and it, it it trickles right back to right. So they start getting more depressed, they getting more anxious, more everything like kind of just kind of falls in line, right? Because I can tell you, us men, we don't deal with um, we don't deal with that type of quote unquote failure uh, very well, right? So if we're if we're having failure in the bedroom, we're having failure when it comes to. Um, um, our jobs. We're having failure when it comes to, you know, dealing with the stresses of our home. You know, that manifests, right? That manifests. And what I got to do, I go, I go get an alcohol. I go get a drink. I go do something uh, from a um, from from a substance abuse standpoint, right? Because all of these things, again, because all medicine ties along one way versus the other, right? So that's always a concern, um, you know, that I, I deal with. And um, I, I try to help like show them that like no all of this kind of ties together like if I don't take care of one thing I take care um, I can't take care of the rest uh, from that standpoint right and um, so that's why you know we, we we talk about prevention right so that's why you know that's why we do that's why we highlight these like these health months because again you know you you guys been around um, and you know every month like I feel like I'm highlighting some other um, disorder but the reason why we do that is because when you don't sometimes it get it, it's kind of dropped to the wayside so that's why prevention is so important and that's why you know getting to the doctor's office is like uh, extremely important for um, the man. Um, getting to the doctor's office, doing their regular checkups, even when they don't quote unquote uh, feel bad, um, is so important. Because you know, I got I gotta make sure I gotta you know, there's prostate cancers I gotta deal with, there's colon cancers I gotta deal with, lung cancers, all these cancers that you know affect men just as much as they affect women. Some, uh, especially in the course in the case of prostate, because they're the only ones who have a prostate um, affect them more. Um, it's so important to like get them, uh, you know, seen and get them seen early. Uh, because again, um, men tend to uh, because they tend to go to the doctor's office later uh, than others. Um, we tend to find their diseases later than others, and uh, we tend to have difficulties um, treating their diseases uh, more than others. Right, so that's that's where you know all of these things kind of keep continuing to tie along. So that's where hey, Dr. Kendrick. So that's why it's so important for. Um, you know, the, the men's and this men's health month, um, you know, throughout. I mean, should, of course, you know, men, we should be taking care of our health on a yearly basis. And again, when I say our health, I'm not talking about just our sexual health, right? We should be taking care, making sure our cholesterol is great, making sure our blood pressure is great, making sure our blood sugar and everything else that kind of falls into line um, is doing well. And then at the end of the day, because if we take care of all of these things in the for forefront, then our emotional and mental health isn't a concern, right? We're not dealing uh, with these things because we're, we're taking care of them as they come along. Uh, but when we allow them to linger on, when we allow them to cause any problems, 
Um, oh, yes, very, very, uh, when we allow them to cause any problems, that's where, um, you know, the problems arise. And that, that's very true, Dr. Kendris. And uh, it's very, very, very often when uh, my guys come to see me in the office, um, they say, oh, my wife, my wife made the appointment for me. <laughs> that's it. My wife made an appointment for me, and that's why I'm here, right? Yep, man. And I, I, I say this, I'll say this like a hundred times, right? Um, if it's not for women, like, we'd be dying even earlier, right? Like, women, like, keep men alive almost, like, an extra, like, 10 years, right? Because, like, they're honest. Because they're, they're more conditioned, and I don't know, but they're more conditioned to see physicians uh, when they're not feeling well. They're more conditioned to see physicians when they're feeling well, right? They're more conditioned from a prevention standpoint, right? Whereas us, like, if it ain't broke, we're not trying to fix anything, and we're not trying to see if anything's broke, right? So you got that. You got that like, caveat, right? Like, we're not trying to fix anything if it's not broke, but we're also not trying to see if anything's broke. Like, you know, we you know, we need a stroke to happen for us to be like, oh, now I need to go take care of my blood pressure. Right, now I need to take care of this cholesterol, right? Um, and, and that's where, that's the mindset that we have to kind of change um, from our standpoint there. We have to uh, be much more aggressive, just like when we're aggressive when we're talking about sports, just like when we're aggressive when we're talking about, you know, financial proudness, sexual proudness, that's right, we're, just like how we're aggressive in like those topics, we need to be aggressive when we're trying to take care of our health. And, you know, of course, I, I, I call out all of my, uh, my my male friends and, you know, like get it together, right? Especially my young, the, the, my young guys, right? Who just, um, you know, if I say, what's that saying with the doctor? It's like, goes right over the head, right? Because again, uh, we tend to feel um, like we're, we're invincible uh, and we don't need to see the doctor. We don't need to see the doctor. Again, so if you, again, if you know uh, any uh, male friends who hasn't seen the doctor in like years, like get them to see a doctor, uh, especially in this day and age where we don't know where healthcare is going and we don't know, you know, what's going to be happening next. Um, it is extremely, extremely, extremely important, right? To like, to get them in and get them seen like, quickly right like yes yes like well my father was the same way just to um like just from a backstory standpoint if you if let's say you let's say again i'm pretty sure no one on this like live stream is gonna uh be a, a culprit but let's say you didn't get the making of the medical mogul right hey calvin thank you for joining hey hey no, thank you for joining um like i talk about how my father my father uh again i was in medical school like i was in medical school i think i was a second year student and my father had hypertension, diabetes. He never told nobody. He never told nobody. You know when I found out my dad, my dad had any medical issues? Uh, when I called the house one day and they told me he was in the hospital. And I was like, like what? So, so that's, that's what happens, right? How do I give it? Oh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, I'm sorry, Sister Marie. Uh, we're gonna talk about like how, how can we get men to the doctor's office, right? Uh, for so for just going back so until my father was actually in the hospital was the first time I knew he had any medical issues right why because he never went to the doctor's office never told anybody about going to the doctor's office um, and unfortunately you know it 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 ended up you know kind of quote unquote being kind of his demise right he actually ended up passing away uh, from complications of uh, aortic aneurysm and from just a uh, clinical standpoint aortic aneurysm is something that uh, progressively gets worse uh, over time and by time we mean like years because of issues with uncontrolled high blood pressure right so this is uh, this is a person who if you know if somebody could have got to him right 
somebody could go to them and just put them on one or two blood pressure medications is probably still here to date. So that's why it's so, thank you, thank you, everybody. That's why it's so important to, from a prevention standpoint, right? Because we have a lot of diseases that, like, especially, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm talking to the men, like the women, men, we got the issue, but I'm talking to the men, right? We have a lot of issues um, that we deal with. We have a lot of issues that are killing us um, that we could easily prevent it, right? I'm not even gonna talk about, like, colon cancer, right? Like, I got a lot of men who, and I don't know if it's from a homophobic standpoint, I don't know what the reason is, they don't want the colonoscopy, right? And they're allowing colon cancer to get them out of here. Colon cancer, like if you had to choose, and you said, Dr. Barry, what is the one cancer that I would give myself? It would be colon cancer. Why? Because colon cancer is such a slow-growing cancer. It's the reason why you can do a colonoscopy today and not be seen at all for like five to 10 years. So, but you have people actually dying from colon cancer because when they're like literally refusing to get a preventative test that could get that out the way quick, fast, and hurry because hundred reasons again, like and especially my men, my men, you know, are definitely much more reluctant to get that. So that's our problem, right? We're di- we're dying from a lot of preventative diseases uh, because you know we're, we're our machismo is not allowing us to go get. A doctor's appointment, right? Our machismo is not allowing us to take our medications. So some of us are going to the doctor's office and then we're still not taking the medications, right? So again, so we're not helping no way, no how, right? So a lot of us are going to the doctor's office because the wife, girlfriend, sister, like made me come to the doctor's office. And then when I find out I got, I got something, I'm still not following the direction of uh, the physician. So that's why, you know, again, uh, you know, men's health, and that's why it's such a, a big thing to, again, just to kind of Again, put a spotlight like to say, hey, man, hey, hey, man, like get it together, like get it together. Right. And um, earlier, someone asked, like, how do how do we get our men to the doctor's office? The the big thing for them is you got to nag us. Right. You got to nag us, nag, nag, nag. You got to nag us. And but then when you nag us, you got to almost make it uh, like our decision. Right. Because if we're going uh, because you keep nagging us, we're probably not going to follow any directions once we get there. Right. Like, you got to nag us to the point where you say, you know what, like, all right, I've got to go. i got to go. And, like, but, like, I'm the one who made the decision to go, right? Because if we feel like we're the one who made that decision to go to the doctor's office, we're more likely to follow the directions when we do go there from that standpoint. And, again, like I said, it's very, you know, like, you know, men... Men are, men are slow, right? We're slow. I, I'll be the first to admit it. We're, we're slow uh, when it comes to our health care, right? We don't, we just don't be doing, we just don't be doing it right. We just, we, we, we just be doing it right. So, you know, so that's the problem, right? We, uh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we always think we know more, right? We always think we know more. We always think we know more than doctor. Um, we're tr- just trustful of the doctor. And then again, and, but that's a whole, that's a whole different discussion in and of itself, right? Because once a man goes to the doctor's office, he's really got to trust that person, right? He's really gotta. He's really gotta trust whatever that doctor is saying, um, or he's not gonna listen, or he's not gonna follow the direction, right? So it's it, it's you know like it's hard. It's hard. Where like I said, there's 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 a reason why we die much earlier, especially when we don't got y'all, right? There's a reason why we die much earlier, right? Because we just so hard headed. We're just so hard headed, and it, like I say, I got patients in my office. Like again, it takes me three to four appointments just to get them to let's say like, hey, you know, I think you're depressed, even though like. Clear as day, like clear as day, you're screaming depression to me, but it takes me about three or four appointments just to get us to that point, right? Um, so, so that's that's you know, that's unfortunately, you know, we, we got to work on this, like you know, we're you know, and I'll, I'll continue to work on you know, our, our guys, uh, uh from, from that standpoint, too. Oh, oh, yeah, well, that's that's the big thing, too, Sister Marie. It's um, especially for the Haitian community, really just any community in general. 
we rather go to people who look like us, right? So my, my Haitian patients have no problem coming to see me. Why? Because when they come to see me, I can speak Creole and a boom, boom, boom. Like they, they're more likely to follow in our directions. Um, but what tends to happen, especially in our community, Haitian, black, just in general, uh, because the majority of the doctors we go to see don't look like us, um, we already don't trust them. And because we already don't trust them, that, that disconnect uh, goes there, right? And once that disconnect comes there, it's, it's very difficult to like get them to kind of like hop on the train. Um, from that standpoint, I yes, you, you thank you, Amanda. You do like because for and but like I, I can tell you what happens, uh, Amanda, especially for men. Um, if you if you ask us that, most of the time they're gonna say no. And the reason why they can say no because they never because Amanda asks like, do do you have any health concerns? That's like she likes to ask direct questions, and a lot of times they'll be like, no, I don't have any problems. Um, why? Because they probably never went to a doctor's um uh office to even tell them what their problems are right they i i got patients who i got a, 40, a fortunate patient who you know i swear if i would have seen if i could have met him 5 years ago I'd probably t let's say 5 if i could have met him 5 years ago and i could have put him on one blush pressure medication he wouldn't be on dialysis today by the time he walked into my office his blood pressure was already 180 190 200 and he was just chilling so it's so it's been 180 190 200 forever and by the time I saw him, I was already getting sending a referral to the kidney doctor because, like, yeah, you're, you're probably going to need some dialysis. So, and that's that's the issue, right? You know, you go through life, you don't feel nothing, you don't feel bad, you you deny even when you do feel bad. Um, and then once you get older, that's when problems arise. That's why, you know, that's why we, we die earlier. That's why we suffer uh, much more from uh, this, all these diseases, especially from a cardiovascular standpoint, diabetic and all that standpoint uh, as well. So you know that's you know that's that's where we're at. You know the you know if I could just if we could just say one thing, the big thing is just prevention, um, prevention for our men and you know getting them together and uh, understanding that we're hard headed, and because we're hard headed, um, it's probably gonna take more than one like push before we go uh, to the doctor's office. Right? It's gonna take um, it is gonna be more a suggestion. Like it's gonna take more and more uh, persuasion to get them to go there. Um, unless it's sexual again, and I put that asterisk on there. Unless it's sexual, right? Uh, because if it's a sexual problem, oh boy, I, I'm gonna see them. I'm gonna see them quick. And but even when I see them quick, they're not coming uh, for the. That's not the first thing that they're gonna tell me. It's usually right before they're about to leave my office and they want to let me know, right? So even when like they're driven to say no, 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 I gotta go see this doctor. If not for anything, to get some like Viagra, one of these medications here. So even when like that's their main focus, they're still uh, embarrassed and they're still uh, weighted down by the stigma of what it means to need and seek help from that standpoint. So, you know, and we can only do so much, right? That's why we do this month. That's why we highlight this month uh, just to try to get them, you know, you know, to a better state uh, of, from that standpoint that they are before. Tomorrow, tomorrow, a lot of people don't want me up, man, so they, boy, yeah, yeah, they, well, uh, you know, and that's a very good thing. Uh, Amanda states that a lot of people want, don't want to be on medication, so they avoid the doctor and they try natural stuff and diet and vitamins, right? So let me speak for uh, the doctor. Let me let me sit up, right? Let me speak for the doctors uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because I have patients, right, who I can't get them to take their blood pressure medication every day, uh, but... They'll take a natural supplement medication every single day. Like, so you see the logic from a physician standpoint, how we're looking at y'all, right? 
Um, you won't take my blood pressure medication, but you'll take a natural supplement every single day. Uh, and a lot of that, again, is just a distrust, right? Like for some reason, you don't trust that the blood pressure medication is going to do you well. But for some reason, like some reason you'll take turmeric, some reason you'll take, you know, like, like this whole bunch of nutrients, but like for some reason you'll take that supplement every single day. And like, and like they, they'll, and they'll tell me and I, and when I repeat that and I say, oh, so you'll take like so-and-so every single day, but you won't take so-and-so every single day. And they usually have no, they usually have no comeback because like in, in their mind, they didn't really think all that out. Uh, but they do it. They do it all the time. Like I said, this is it's definitely not an isolated incident, but like they do it all the time for some reason. And, and it's crazy because if you think about it, these natural supplements, um, there's the regulation on these natural supplements is nowhere near the regulation on a blood pressure medication, on a diabetes medication, on a cholesterol medication, on a gout medication, on a you know seizure medication. The regulation that like these natural supplements have is nowhere near that. But for some reason, um, your trust has been uh, placed in this natural supplement much more than this and the, the the other medications. But again, like I said, um, I try not to argue with it. I just kind of let them, you know, sometimes sometimes when you say it out loud, they're like, you know what, that, 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 that doesn't make sense because it really doesn't, like especially from a physician standpoint, doesn't make sense whatsoever, right? Exactly, three, four vitamins a day, boom, 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 boom. No problem, Dr. Don, they'll do it three. And then I just, and I'll be looking, I say, yeah, well, why can't you just, and sometimes, and it's not even, and you know, and I'm I'm not even factoring the cost of the medication because I'm talking about this. There's medications that are for free that I can't get them to take every single day, but they'll take that melatonin, they'll take that turmeric, they'll take that vitamin D, they'll take they'll take they'll take the vitamin D, they'll take, they'll take all of these other medications before they take that one that I want to prescribe them. Again, so it's one of those uh, caveats that we again have to go back for over and over again uh, uh, from that standpoint. Okay, very, very good, very good issue as far as um, a dependency on a particular medication because um, they want to be cured, right? And what I and my always come back for that is a lot of times, you know, the, this medication is what cures you. Like a lot of times, you can have the best diet and your blood pressure is still going to be high. You can have you can have a zero salt diet, nothing but your blood pressure is still going to be high. You can have zero trans fats and your cholesterol is still going to be high. You can avoid carbs like the plague and your sugars are still going to be high. So a lot of times when I, I, I try to make them uh, understand that, you know, sometimes, and especially especially for my uh, my religious patients, so I say, you know what, um, God put those natural supplements in there just like he put those, those medications that I'm prescribing you uh, to treat you. Like that, like that. So that's how I try to do it. I like, you know, just just like God put these natural supplements, these plants in the world to, you know, to, to get you better, to get you sleeping better, to get your um, your your vitamin and your energy level and your memory um, uh, better. Um, he also put these other medications here, and he also put, you know, people here, nurses, physicians, pharmacists. He also put all of these people here as well because we, they they know that we can cure you as well too. So that that that's a very good point. Like. They're, they're afraid. Like a lot of people are just afraid to have to take a medication every day. And I just tell them, you know, sometimes, you know, the way God works, you know, your, your genes just uh, have made it so that you got to take something. Um, and I always I always compare it to this. I say you could take this one, especially from, let's say, high blood pressure, diabetes. You could take this one medication, this pill every day, or you can be on dialysis or you can have a stroke and then someone has to bathe you. Or you can have a heart attack and die. Like I always compare it to that, right? Because you have to do, you have to go super extreme with them. 
uh, because they already go on the street with you, right? So they they don't want to be on a medication for the rest of their life. I say, well, yeah, it's fine, um, but you know, you also don't want to have a stroke either, uh, because again, I think we 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 never we don't pay any mind uh, as far as like the severity of you know the 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 risk of not treating, right? Um, the risk of not treating, especially in this day and age, right? Before, um, if you had a heart attack, you had a stroke, yeah, you might, you, you probably are out of here. You're probably, you know, you're past the way gone. Um, but medicine has gotten so good that um, if you, you know, have a stroke, heart attack, uh, we're doing enough to keep you alive. Now, by alive, you may be on a wheelchair for the rest of your life. By alive, you may be on dialysis for the rest of your life. By alive, you may have half of the, your body, you know, be paralyzed and you need assistance everywhere. So the definition of a lie may be drastically different, uh, but we're, we do a great job of keeping um, our very, very sick uh, people alive now. So that's why it's, you know, it's, so it's important to understand that if, uh, you know, if that's the route you want to go, and that's, that's what I always give them. Like I say, this, this is your options, right? You don't have to take your medication uh, but if you get that stroke, you, you know, you'll have to deal with that consequence too. If you get that heart attack, you have to deal with that consequence too. If you, if you, my diabetics, if you don't want to, you know, follow the diabetic diet and I got to take your foot off, I got to take your leg, part of your leg off. Um, if you want to, if that's what you want to deal with, it's your choice. Uh, but like as a physician, um, my job is to uh, show you that like, these are the paths you're going if you don't go the right way. Uh, from that standpoint there. So again, very, very, very great, great point on, you know, medications and, uh, you know, and, and like I said, because like I said, our men, our men don't like taking medications. Woof. Lord, I can't get, again, unless I'm talking about that Viagra. Um, and again, like, and like, and you'll, you'll see a very common theme is that men do a lot for their significant others, right? They do a lot for their significant others. So if their significant other is driven by them being able to perform sexually, they're going to take that Viagra. But if their significant other, you know, doesn't look down on them when they don't take their blood pressure medication, doesn't look down on them when they don't take the diabetes medication, then what happens? They, you know, they, they're not going to do it. Right. So we got to have the same onus um, on our men and our, our cousins and our family members um, uh, when they don't take their medications as if, you know, like they're like they're slapping you across the face. Right. We got to be just as serious um, uh, from that standpoint there. So again, again, like I said, I don't want to talk to you guys long. I'm not sure how long we've been talking for, but we had a great discussion today on men's health. Um, so we talked about prevention. Uh, we talked about uh, sexual reproductive health. Why is it so important for the men? Uh, we talked about the substance abuse, a huge issue um, that, that men are dealing with just all across the board. And we, we'll, we'll have medical spotlights throughout the month focused on um, these topics individually. And then we just talked about the emotional health, right? The emotional health is big uh, uh, for men because, again, like that drives everything. Like, it, And they don't, you can't tell them that, though, because, you know, they think they're invincible, right? So you can't tell them uh, that their emotions and their mental health uh, being, you know, weaker or lower uh, than others is what drives all these things. But like, that's what it does, right? Hey, Calvin, thank you for joining. Um, so that's so that's that's the issue where we're at now, right? Um, so again, I'm, I'm gonna leave y'all be tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www dot lunch learn pod dot com that's www dot l u n c h l e a r n p o d dot com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode 
If you are interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag Lunch Learn Pod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'll see you next week.